0: Hello and welcome to the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. I'm honored to be your host. I'm Lauren Sweeney, the vice president of Rise Up for You and your podcast host. Today's guest, Valerie Condos, is amazing. And we're going to talk about how success looks different for everyone. She comes with a wide variety of experience having success herself and coaching others to become their best. She's a retired head coach of the seven-time NCAA champion, 22-time regional, and 18-time Pac-12 champion UCLA women's gymnastics team. Inducted into the UCLA Athletic Hall of Fame in 2010, the four-time National Coach of the Year was also named West Region Coach of the Year and Pac-12 Coach of the Century amazing, for her solid track record as a predominant coach. Affectionately known by her gymnasts as Miss Val, her reputation is only one reason that former 46 former U.S. national team members came through her program and why half of the last two Olympic teams committed to UCLA, amazing. Her coaching success can be attributed to her extraordinary leadership, Yes. And mentorship of young student athletes and the way in which she used gymnastics as an avenue to teach valuable life lessons while encouraging individuality and joy, which is something that's a value for us, that success, you may achieve it. But then is that really what you're looking for? And I know we're going to talk about that today. She actually began her career as a professional ballet dancer and choreographer for the four Washington, D.C. and Sacramento ballet companies. And although never a gymnast herself, she transferred her student athletes, all she learned in the world as classical dance, which is just amazing to be able to have that skill and transfer it. It really does go back to those human skills that we talk about all of the time. And today we're also going to be talking about her life philosophy. Don't wait to see what life is going to hand you. Take control of your life and design. Choreographer it, choreograph it exactly how you want it to turn out. Amazing. Valerie, we're so honored and excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you so much. That was quite
1: the intro. I was like, wow, you (laughs) you filled in all the gaps from what I sent you. So thank
0: you. Oh, you're so welcome. So coaching and mentoring is something we talk about a lot, not really in the sports world necessarily, but with executives, leaders, how do I self-coach? And then how do I also coach and lead a Fortune 500 company? And you did that successfully with student athletes, but it applies all around. How did you hone the skills? Because you yourself were an athlete. But that's not the same as being an amazing coach and mentor and leader. How did you make that transition and be so successful at it? Well, thank you for calling me an athlete. It's funny when I tell people I've never done gymnastics.
1: Uh, I coached it for 37 years, but I was a ballet dancer. And they say, oh, you were an athlete. And I go, yeah, I I was. But it wasn't about a team sport, which is very different. Um, And. The thing that resonated with me so much when I started coaching and especially when I became a head coach was there has to be more to athletics than just bragging rights of winning. And what did success beyond the win look like? Mm-hmm. Because I have done a TED talk that has actually done very well and it begs the question: is all winning success? And Thankfully, that we're living in a time where we can talk about the fact that, no, all winning is not success. Yeah. And the win at all cost mentalities that we have all um, not just succumbed to, but actually embraced. Mm-hmm. We have learned creates damaged human beings. And so let's just not talk about the win. Let's talk about what, let's define success.
0: Beyond yes. the win. Yes, I love that. We talk about that so much that in the Scandinavian regions of of the world, they tend to be happier. It's literally on the World Happiness Report. And in the US, we tend to be very low. And it really is. We're so attached to our titles and our successes. And yet then we're like empty inside. Right. And when you look at the Scandinavian countries, a lot of them
1: they do not let their young, their youth, They, when they play sports growing up, they do not play for travel teams. They do not train for tournaments. They do not train for championships. They do not play for those until they're teenagers. So they grow up just loving the sport and loving to play. And that is what carries over in their adult lives. Something that really hit me in your introduction is the title of your business, um, becoming uh, your best. And I think that word, I know that you must have vetted this um, with your team, but the fact that it isn't become your best, because once again, become your best means that you're finite and that you've achieved your best. And I think we all all agree that. And I plan on becoming a better version of myself till the day I die. And I love the, the word, you know, become your best, but really becoming your best. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. As we help individuals rise up for themselves and becoming the better version of themselves. The, the, and sometimes that even looks like just being great with how I am right now, having compassion for myself and sitting in my superpowers that exist now with my I change nothing. Because most of the time we're so unsatisfied or we're taught, like, keep going, keep going. Your version of, of your best is not good enough. So keep going. We never enjoy, even when we do have that win, even when we get that gold medal, so to speak, or we right. achieve in business, we still don't feel great. Right. Because we're thinking, oh, when I achieve it, I'll finally feel good enough. Right. And I,
1: and I, and I just love the message behind, you know, everything that you've talked about with your company It really is, you know, what, what does that look like? And and enjoy the process and enjoy where you are and then get excited and inspired about that next step. And and in sports, we talk a lot about get 1% better today. Don't try to be perfect, just 1% better. And um, with my student athletes, when I would, you know, every day we would line up. Every day, we started our, our practices with breath. Every day, we started with just, just think of one thing that you are grateful for that you have not earned. And now let's go around the student athletes and the coaching staff and talk about how we're going to get 1% better today. And what does that look like? And you know, for, for most of us, it's our mental game. It's our self-talk. For most of us, it is, it's is—it's not as much giving grace to others and it is, it is starting with grace for ourselves. It's hard. Yes.
0: I love that. I love that you did that for a long time. I ran a sales organization, a sales team, and we would talk about, oh, it's just so easy. Let's just go check off 12 tasks. Let's go check the 20 emails and then I'll feel productive, which is True. But that mental game, that visioning, and that I bet your athletes, even if you did an hour less physical practice on the mat, on the beam, et cetera, you had better results.
1: A hundred percent. Oh, thank you. And you're reading my mind right now because, you know, we talk about in in college athletics, you only have your athletes for 20 hours a week. And that's not that long of a time compared to how many hours athletes put in. To their sport before they get to college. So I look at it as currency. And the question is how important is it to spend any amount of your currency on quieting your mind, mm-hmm. on taking time every day to just sit in quiet? You know, I am not good at meditation. I am one of those people that goes, okay, I'm going to learn how to meditate. And then all these thoughts come in and I go, okay, yeah, whatever. But I keep working on it and working on it. And I feel like if I spend part of my very precious currency, which is time, which is the only thing in life that we can't renew and we can't get back. But if I do spend a a part of my daily currency in getting to know myself better, self-examining of how I can actually live a more fulfilled life, just for my not for myself, but for other people as well. Those moments are gonna, the compound effect of those moments are what change your life for the better. And that's when I say, choreograph your life one choice at a time. And part yeah. of that choice daily should be, needs to be quiet time. It doesn't have to be an hour. You know, we've learned that even. A few moments
0: of quiet time is like a nap, you know, what the good it does for you. Absolutely. So how was your transition from retiring as a coach and putting all of that effort and everything into it? How's that transition and or identity shift been? It's very hard. And I think that anybody in life
1: that goes through um, a, a, a shift like that, it's really like, what is my value? I, I remember I was Lauren, I was on a plane the week after I retired, and a woman said to me, oh, what do you do? And I said, well, if you would have asked me a week ago, I was the head coach of the East Gymnastics team, and now I'm just me. And she said, honey, drop the just. Me is enough. And I was like, whoa, OK. <laughs> um, you know, it's especially in the sport of gymnastics, where there isn't really a professional sport for them to go into. I dealt with this every single year with our seniors and it's the identity crisis of, and I would explain to them, you know what? You were not born a gymnast. You were born with talents and a strong mind and a strong body. You chose the sport of gymnastics. So now take all of those talents and everything that you've learned and gleaned over the years and let's put those into another venture. Let's have another chapter that's going to be just as brilliant, if not more brilliant, because you're wiser. And that's how I really feel. um, The great Sherry Lansing, um, who ran Paramount for 25 years, said to me when I retired, she said, honey, you are not retiring. You're rewiring. Take everything you've learned, rewire it, and let's go into that next great adventure. It's like, okay, let's go do that. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And, and we I think parents feel that, you know, with empty nesting. Mm-hmm. I've never been a parent, but I can imagine that just when your your house is empty, it's like, "What's my identity now? Who am I it's It's really hard. and and I love the fact that we're living in a time in our history where we can talk about all of this, where we can pull up podcasts and YouTubes and books, and we can we can learn about how just sitting with ourselves is truly not just enough but that's when we hear our calling Mm. you know when when our mind is filled when my mind is filled with i have to read more books and i have to listen more podcasts and i have to take more notes and i have to make my like you said my lists and my check the boxes and all that your brain your soul your heart you can't hear your calling Mm -hmm. through the cacophony of noise you have to, st- you have, we have to practice
0: calm and quiet. Yes. We like to say, you don't want to just be a content consumer. And there's a lot of content that's accessible to consume, but be a content activator. I love that. How can we activate I- I content? Love that. Yeah.
1: That's one thing that I did when I was writing my book. I, I, I was like, I can't write my book until I read all these other books. And then my co-author said, how many more books are you going to have to read to write your story? I was like, okay, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, I want to say to you and your listeners and all that, everybody has a book in them. Everybody has a TED Talk in them. And everybody has a purpose and something to share. Um, And I literally wrote my book, Life is Short, Don't Wait to Dance, um, another funny story I told my co author, I said, I can't write this book. And he said, Why? And I said, Because people are going to expect to glean all this wisdom from this seven time national coach, coach of the century. And he says, And I said, But they're going to realize I'm a total whack job. And he said, Miss Val, you are a whack job. That's why you have to write your book, because you give everybody permission to just be themselves. And embrace our inner in our inner whack jobs. And I said, "Okay, let's write the book." So I wrote the book.
0: Amazing. So let's talk about how people can connect with you um, about your book. It's out. Yes, it is out. It's and Done very would, well. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. You
1: know, um, Lauren, I I will repost this, and I do post things. But I got off social media a few years ago. Mm. Um, I am on my website. And I will post um, things that really touch my heart on social media or on, face- on Facebook or Instagram in particular. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, my website's is officialmissbell.com. Um, and I, I literally, I will respond to most DMs that come to me. And I would rather have that connection yeah. than a connection with the world. Yeah. Um, and I may jump back into the game of social media at some point. But right now, it's so weird. When you get off social media, you realize there's a whole world out there that's not on social media. And they don't really care about it. And I'm like, wow, this is fascinating. But then again, I think that we have to... Have, it's, it's so enriching to have conversations like we're having. It's so enriching to listen to what you do. Um, and... You know the whole "rise up for you" message and encouragement is what every single human needs right now on our planet. So I want to thank you for what you do.
0: Oh, absolutely! Well, I love the message of the book, and if if you visually didn't see her website is official Miss Val Miss M I S S V A L dot com. So you can connect. You can buy the book on Amazon and all of the places. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we look at, okay, what's my identity? Like you said, your senior, your college seniors were going through that. You went through that. We talk with a lot of people, especially in the last two years, three years going through the pandemic and everything and a lot of loss of identity. Maybe they lost a job or they got divorced or they like all kinds of things. They lost a loved one. It's a lot on their identity What else helped you as a tool? You mentioned stillness, silence, writing. You did the TED Talk after you retired as well. Yes. So you were able to rewire as that amazing woman on the airplane uh, said to you. And then also, what else helped you in that transition of identity? Um, During COVID,
1: I I felt God say to me, just say yes to everything. And so my way of helping through this horrible time was to say yes to everything. And that's when Mm -hmm. I said yes to every gym around the world that asked me to speak with their young athletes. And it was truly a gift to me, much more than what I gave to them. Um, And as I'm looking at their little faces on the screen and they're just, you know, they're not able to go to the gym. They're trying to do gymnastics in their living rooms. And they're just downtrodden. They're you know they're already sick of Zoom within the first few weeks, and it just came to me. And I share this not just with young people, but I I just got through coaching a, a, course at UCLA on transformative coaching leadership, and it was my last thing that I shared with them. And I'm going to share with you right now is, the realization. And this is very simple. It's not like, this wisdom that I've come up with, but. The fact that in, in all the history of mankind, Lauren, there's never been another you. And when you're gone, there will never be another you. You are here for a reason. And when I say that, and I'm looking at all the little faces on the screen on my Zooms, they're like, I am like, think about that. It, it, like, How many billions of people have walked planet Earth? There's never been another you. You're here for a reason. And regardless of how many people you touch, whether it's just your parents, your family, your siblings, or whether it's a platform like this where we can touch thousands, it doesn't matter. What matters is you are here for a reason. You have a unique light inside of you that's never been a part of our planet before. So embrace that light, fuel that light that is unique to you. And then most importantly, share it with every single human you come in contact with. So imagine if everybody on the planet did that for even like one day, the planet would blow
0: up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that you said yes. And you knew it would be healing for yourself during COVID. Mm -hmm. And of course it was a giving to so many people that were transitioning and navigating and to the youth. So it's such a, it's, it's beautiful to really realize what you needed you needed them as much as they needed you. Absolutely. And you were open and the opportunities came. Yes. And so as we close, we touched on it, but we love to ask what does rise up for you mean to you? Oh man, that's a
1: great question. Um rise up mean to me means um taking the time every morning to think about What does my best self look like? And when do I get tripped up? What triggers me to not be my best self? And that's going to happen today, at least once. And so, like I say, choreograph your life one choice at a time. So, I get to choose how to respond to those triggers. To the, you know, I always say I don't like the term life is a journey because life is one big fat adventure with all these boulders that get thrown in our way every single day. And it's our choice of how we choose to get around them, up them or over them. And so rising up for me means at the end of the day, really being at peace with how I've communicated with people, how I've responded to people, how I have listened to people. Cause that is truly an important skill that, I think that we all need to hone. We can never perfect. And um, at the end of the day, being being able to go, okay, I did a, I did a good job today. And even when I did screw up, being able to sincerely apologize and give myself grace in that moment—that understanding that if you don't accept my apology, that's okay. It was sincere from my perspective. Um, that's that lifts me up. That okay, I'm 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 walking. Wherever my feet are planted in this earth today, I'm leaving my positive light. Absolutely. This is where we need to have the light, light, like fireworks behind
0: (laughs) us. The fireworks and the streamers. yes.
1: (laughs) Choreographing, choreographing my life, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, Valerie, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show today.
1: Love, love, love. I'm going to go out and work on becoming my best
0: today. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, So great to have her on. Wow. We could talk for hours about all of her life experience and how she pivoted. And I hope that you gained something today. If you want more support, did you know that you can download our free confidence kit? Riseupforyou.com.com slash confidence. It is videos and workbooks absolutely for free that will help you in becoming your best. Until our next podcast episode, keep on working on ourselves and we'll see you next time.